Headlines, the headlines on Metro FM Talk. Seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, yeah, big news today. President Sir Ramaphosa announcing the new commissioner of police. And uh, that is Sesla Shefani Masamola. Today was also the last day of General Ketlas Tolle as the commissioner of uh, police after early termination of his contract. Now Ketlas Tolle sat down with the SABC's Samgela Masego. And uh, we'll play that back uh, to you. Uh, some of what he shared there with uh, our colleague here at the SABC. But uh, uh, before we do that, to discuss Ketlas Tolle's tenure, uh, of course the legacy he leaves behind in the police service and uh, to also look at the circumstances around this particular uh, change of personnel uh, and also the challenges that will confront the new commissioner I'm joined on the line by Dr. Yaki Silias founder and former executive director at the ISS, the Institute for Security Studies. Dr. Silias, good evening and welcome. Good evening, thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe take us back, uh, uh, Dr. Silias uh, for the purposes of our listeners who might not I guess, be familiar with all of the machinations within the police service. Uh, Dr. Kethas Tolle, um, the circumstances within which he firstly got into the job, and uh, I guess much of what's been spoken about uh, insofar as his relationship with the Minister of Police is concerned. Well, Kethas um, Tolle was a career policeman who was, uh, went through the, um, the ranks within SAPS and did, did very quite well. Um, he was uh, he served quite a while in the VIP protection, the head sort of a VIP protection, and from there, um, President um, Zuma appointed him as national commissioner. And at the time, I think generally we all welcomed his appointment, although one was concerned that there was none of the kind of uh, process that uh, we've seen at the moment with the appointment of his successor. But then, he, you know, over time, he fell out, um, well, firstly, his relationship with the uh, new uh, Minister of Safety and Security that was appointed by um, President Ramaphosa deteriorated, and partly because of, um, I think, the lack of role definition. And the two obviously didn't get on personally, but uh, the minister also, who is a former um, uh, National Commissioner himself, um, seem to overstep his mandate consistently and sort of crowd out um, uh, uh, the National Commissioner's role. But um, it was the uh, procurement uh, ahead of the 2017 uh, National Executive Elective Conference of the ANC of the so-called Grabber that uh, created um, a challenge. And um, he was ordered by the court to... Um, uh, uh, provide certain material, which he apparently refused to do over three years since uh, 2017. And eventually then President Ramaphosa wrote a letter to him saying, listen, you, you've been obstructing this investigation. Um, should I not suspend you? That seemed to, uh, that happened last year, that seemed to sort of hang in the balance until um, in the meanwhile, the relationship between him and the, and the minister deteriorated until this agreement was struck where President Ramaphosa called him in, and they sat down and they had a discussion. And I think, and from that, he resigned um, then effective today. Yeah. And we've now seen the appointment of a new national commissioner. So um, I think that it, it seemed like President Ramaphosa wasn't willing to have the very public spat with uh, 
the National Commissioner Sitole mm. on uh, going through the whole process, which could have taken a lot of time yeah. uh, to get him to vacate his, um, his office before being able to appoint a successor. Dr. Silius, hold the line there for me just for a second, because uh, uh, we're going to play uh, uh, just a brief clip insofar as some of the things that you've mentioned, like the grabber, the history of the relationship between the National Commissioner and the Minister. Uh, because uh, the outgoing uh, National Commissioner sat down with a colleague of ours, uh, uh, the SABC, Samgele Masego, earlier on uh, today. And uh, yeah, this is uh, some of what uh, the uh, outgoing National Commissioner of Police, uh, General Katlas Tole, had to say. Then where do the allegations stem from that you purchased that grabber in order to assist former President Jacob Zuma and his perceived camp in the ANC to win that 2017 Watershed Conference? There was a former IPD investigator uh, who was involved in the beginning process of the investigation. The very same former IPD investigator wrote a report and he explained the reason why this particular investigation was initiated. And it, it's, it's clearly outlined that seemingly it emanated from the contest of the position of National Commissioner. No one expected me to become the National Commissioner. Everyone had expectations. And I came out as a dark horse, and people started asking questions. Now, according to the former IPT investigator, he says he was called in a report and it's in black and white, and, and also in an affidavit. Says so he was called, and uh, in that meeting, they said, where does this Sitole come from? What is it that we can do in order to make sure that we remove him from the position? We managed to deal with Patlani. Patlani was out, and now is is Sitole. Then came the formulation of this information around the purchase of the grabber and the, the politics. The headlines, the headlines on Metro FM Talk. So yeah, Dr. Silius, a clear, I guess, case of where politics meets law enforcement, uh, which uh, undoubtedly South Africa has become very familiar with. Uh, yes, indeed. And um, political interference in the appointment of senior government officials, particularly <coughs> director generals, has become a hallmark of, of the ANC, something that President Ramaphosa is now starting to roll back. Um, and that's very important. If we look at the composition of the panel that appointed the um, um, uh, Lieutenant General Fanny Masamola now to be, become the National uh, Police Commissioner, that inspires a degree of, of confidence that this won't be another um, Jackie Silebe type of appointment who wrecked such havoc in the police. So um, I, I think um, the new process is, is to be welcomed, and, I, and, I, and we have every expectation that um, uh, General Masamole will be a significant, well, as long as he can firstly get on with the, with the, with the, with the minister, um, uh, I think that will already be a huge, huge, uh, make a huge difference to the police and to the top management of the police. Mm. 
talk, talk to me, I guess, about the context within which, uh, you know, the new national commissioner, national commissioner Masemola comes into the role. And maybe before we get there, who is he? Uh, what is his own background? Career policeman as well? Yes. Uh, so he joined the police service in 1987. He's mm-hmm. gone through the ranks um, and he served in various uh, places, assistant uh, national commissioner. He served in KwaZulu-Natal. He served in Limpopo. He's got, a, he's got an impressive uh, policing background. And most important of all, um, he d- hasn't got any record that anybody knows of, of criminal or disciplinary offenses. So um, a safe pair of hands by all indications. Mm. And then, uh, I guess, coming back to the question earlier, I'd earlier asked, I mean, the type of environment that confronts him. I mean, we saw in July um, that effectively, you know, one of the hallmarks of the state, people often say, is that it, it should have a monopoly on violence. Uh, and it's quite clear here in South Africa that uh, there are pockets of capacity or potential for violence that certainly are not under the purview of the state, uh, which, um, you know, were on display for all to see. Uh, in July. Um, what else about this context, I guess, makes it challenging and uh, intractably dif- uh, difficult? Well, the one I've already mentioned, which is the relationship with the, with the minister. Now, uh, Minister Bekele was, uh, was part of the panel that interviewed and then uh, appointed um, um, uh, General Masemole. So um, that inspires a degree of confidence. I think that we won't have the type of fraught relationships that we had um, until recently. Very, very important. And what, what I hope will happen is that um, Minister Pele will have enough confidence in General Masemole to give him the space uh, to deal with uh, the policing, and that he that uh, the minister deals with the political and the policy and the oversight side issues, they, but they are apart from that. The police have been under poor management for for more than a decade, um, and uh, it's a very top-heavy, very large structure. And we saw from the Sandy Africa report the extent to which the national security management system is not operating um, uh, at the executive level, which is why President Ramaphosa eventually said, uh, we as cabinet accept responsibility for the, uh, for the July violence, because clearly the mechanisms exist in paper, but they just haven't been applied. Um, and uh, so that needs to be restored, but there are huge, I think, let's call them basic management challenges within the police. We know that the firearms registry doesn't work. Forensics doesn't work. The police are locked out of their offices because uh, uh, they're not paying rent. And so we can carry on. A really a top-heavy structure, a pair of safe, stable hands which can um, reform and start the process where we can bring the police, in a sense, back to basics uh, would be very, very welcome. And hopefully somebody that will see out his tenure and that is not a controversial seen as a, as, a, as a political appointment will also help. Yeah. Organizationally, I mean, I think let's put aside the core of the work that uh, the police do. Um, but organizationally, which, of course, would influence the tools they have at their disposal to discharge the functions that they have. I mean, we saw and we continue to see across our country um, sometimes the uh, challenges around the resourcing uh, of, uh, you know, uh, police people, be it enough people, I guess, you know, to in a charge office right through to having enough um, riot control to rape kits, to all of that. Um, I mean, signals, I guess, of some institutional difficulty. Um, how, how does he navigate that? I guess back to basics suggests 
the more service-related part of that. But uh, uh, there's probably a lot more behind the scenes as well that uh, influences the quality of the service that the public get. Well, uh, let's start off with the, the resource issue. Um, I think objectively the police does not need, need more money. It has had significant year-on-year um, budgetary increases. What it needs is to spend that money much more effectively um, by um, pushing um, uh, delivery down to metropolitan and local level policing, because that's where policing happens. We have a hugely um, centralized and and top-heavy policing structure. And um, looking at uh, components like um, VIP protection, which is the one item that expands year on year. Um, And then I mentioned in the previous response some of the areas that are really critical that needs to be uh, sorted out, uh, firearms, control, forensics, and so on and so forth. Um, This is not rocket science. Um, The police used to work quite well. Um, uh, uh, after the transition in 1994, but it has been mismanaged. And um, what we need is a national commissioner that is given the, the time and the space to uh, proceed with um, some organizational reform. Um, but it's an actual fact, not quantity or more money that they need. It's, it's, it's management. It's uh, oversight uh, and restructuring to uh, deal with uh, the basic um, uh, processes that uh, that the police uh, that, that seem to have fallen by the wayside. Uh, delivery, you know, uh, you can very simply measure the impact of the effectiveness of policing by firstly just looking at the at murder trends, which is the, the best indicator of crime generally, and then looking at public attitudes towards police and public confidence in the police. You know, as a recently the HSRC have released their findings have declined year on year. And that, of course, relates to what happened in July, but it, it is a result of more from Marikana onward. In numerous commissions of inquiry that have said, please do A, B, and C, but A, B, and C is never done because you have the one acting national commissioner coming after the other, um, top appointments that are not permanent. Um, so you go back to, to issues of stability confidence in the top leadership, and, and I think General Masamola, uh, from everything that we've seen, um, he, he does seem to inspire confidence, um, both amongst the people that have appointed him, else they wouldn't have done that, but hopefully also by the, the rank and file within the police, and there are many, many capable uh, South African policemen and women. Yeah. Dr. Yaki Silius, we'll have to leave it there for tonight. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Dr. Yaki Silius.